So we'll just do the question. Is it true that the self within communicates to us, but we fail to listen? Just the other day, Padma was wishing that we sing bhajans in satsang, and yesterday you mentioned about it. Okay, yeah, the self is always talking, but we hardly listen. See what happens is when we are so much engrossed in the material world, we do not listen to the self. Uh, if you recollect, we were talking about how the self communicates with us. That is, the divine consciousness has a methodology of communication. It is called the first thought, which is absolutely the primary thought. It's coming. Now, suppose you are uh, going somewhere and a thought appears, you know, carry a bottle of water. Alright? Now, what happens is, you do not listen to that thought because the thought is very tiny. It is just appeared and, and uh, you'll have to, uh, you'll have, yeah. Uh, it can't be called an intuition. Intuition means I can foresee something. Intuition means I foresee events. That is intuitive. That means I am able to understand that I am going to become thirsty and I need water. No. This is just a thought. It's a clean thought. It has nothing attached to it. Okay. There are no motivations in this. Like a physical motivation is there. Suppose the physical motivation says you are thirsty so you need to drink water. Then the thought which says okay there is a bottle lying over here. Drink that. That is not what I am saying. This thought is non-provocative. It has not been provoked by anything. It is not even you know, uh, modified by anything around you. That means you are seeing something and then you are doing that. No. It is just occurring in space. Just out. Just like that. Absolutely out of the extraordinary it appears. These are very tiny thoughts which come. Thoughts in the sense they are basically a sort of a feeling or a sort of an understanding. So let us come back to this where a person, you know, the thought comes, he carry a bottle of water. And then he goes ahead and he says, oh, why should I carry water? Any which way water is available over there, I can go and buy a bottle of water. See, these are multiple thoughts and thoughts and thoughts and thoughts and thoughts. Now, how many thoughts have come into the picture? You can see for yourself. Let us say the first thought says, go and get a bottle of water. Second one says, oh, water, that place is uh, quite well known. There are so many restaurants, there are so many shops. You can buy anything from anywhere. Uh, water is anyway cheap. You can buy it for a few rupees and any which way. Why you want to carry so much of a burden? It is going to be at least one kilo in weight. Water is going to be heavy and you are going to weigh down on your back. How many thoughts have come? Multiple thoughts have come. These are nothing but your mind's creation. Alright? Now, uh, that is the reason why when the self communicates, it's a clean communication which is right in the beginning without any motivation. Remember, no motivation. It is unmotivated thoughts. Suppose a unmotivated thought comes to you, I have to give 10 rupees to someone. Like there is somebody signing over there, give 10 rupees. That's a thought. But the moment you look at that bikari, that particular, you know, uh, beggar over there and you say, Oh, that fellow looks well to do. 
वाई इज इज इटिंग एंड बेगिंग ओवर हियर ही शुड नॉट बी बेगिंग ही इज गॉड हट्टा कट्टा आदमी है ही शुड गो एंड वर्क एंड यू गो एंड टॉप ऑफ इट यू गो एंड प्रोवोक हिम एंड यू से तुमको काम करने को आता नहीं क्या भीख मांगते बैठे हो सो यू सी दिस इज कॉल्ड मोटिवेशन वी हैव सो मेनी मोटिवेटेड थॉट्स आफ्टर दैट दीज थॉट्स आर डिस्ट्रक्टिव इन नेचर दे क्रिएट कर्मा the first thought which is non motivated which has appeared just because the self is discussing with you something telling you something it is con- communication the second part of it which you have written why we don't listen to it because our mind talks too much you know our mind has a habit of speaking speaking you know non stop nonsense it has got no full stop button anywhere it just happens and happens and happens and happens and you are going to get so much involved in an action that karma upon karma upon karma keeps on happening and then that is the reason why mind has to be overcome so mind has to be overcome that is the reason why you have to sublimate your mind all right so when you when you are thinking about the bhajans basically it's a universal consciousness which is talking all right now i can't say i am the greatest one in the world so i can hear universal consciousness it is a non motivated thing the idea about bhajans is something which is very healthy very good people those who have a singing voice even those who don't have a singing voice there is no harm in communicating about the lord just now before we started i just gave you chapter 21 verse numbers i think 92 or something like that 95 it talks on devotion correct what is that devotion in that devotion has it not been mentioned that singing songs to the lord so yes bhajan kirtan and all those those are very important things that you got to do and that is the reason why it is so very important that you follow those things and if you don't do it the fervor doesn't rise fervor you understand you want to go mad in the uh, about the lord it doesn't happen just imagine all our bollywood films are without songs what is going to happen we will just go to the film watch the film and come out it will be like another captain philip okay somebody is kidnapping somebody and then the police comes and does this and that and finish everybody is gone home but in our films Uh, you know, like uh, you, you will find uh, in Chole and all. Jab tak hai jaan jaane. Imagine, I know for sure, you know, nobody is going to dance in front front of a gabbar singh. But we are colorful people. We like to sing and dance, and we make colorful magic stuff. You know, that is the reason why you will find musicals do very well in the United States and other places in the world. Musicals have got so much of music mixed in it. our life is musical but nobody wants to partake of it so in the second part you have written so it's like a second chance when the lord speaks the same through you uh are you are you referring to what i i was saying or are you referring to something else i don't remember now what the context is uh ah uh, ah uh, what happened Yeah, yeah, it is a always. Ah, uh, yeah, you can mute it. Always, you have to implement the first thought. If you don't see, all other thoughts are full of karma. 
karma is continuous every time when you go ahead you are playing cricket you know i think about it you know today uh, somebody has bowled the first over and he has conceded eight runs and not a single ball got bowled now you will ask me he bowled the first over still conceded eight runs and still there was no ball bowled what does that mean okay first one was a no ball okay second one was wide third one was toss full toss and the fellow hit it for a four <laughs> so like that you know he collected eight runs without even one ball getting yeah like an over so what happens <laughs> already is so like that you have to do and it happens and that is the reason why but any thought even if it is an overthrow or even if it is a <laughs> chucking still it is you are performing a certain karma think this way the moment the bhikari comes in front of you you are saying bhikari ko 10 rupees dena okay the first thought is give him 10 rupees that is the unmotivated thought non motivated second thought says bhikari ko 10 rupees dena now you will say what is this there is no karma happened i am sorry the big karma has actually happened you have called him a bhikari see bhikari ko 10 rupees dena you have called him a bhikari the you may not understand it is like a gali dene ke jaisa hai you know you have already cursed that person that he is a bhikari god has made him like that who are you to make judgments on this person you are nobody to judge him god said give him 10 rupees you called him a bhikari that is the first thought from your mind the second thought says look at his clothes he is wearing such nice clothes he doesn't seem to be like a bhikari and then when he puts his hand out he says are bhik mangte ho tum acha kaam kar sakte ho hatte katte ho how many thoughts have come now you are making judgments on the person already you are judging him hatte katte ho you are quite hale and hearty why do you need to ask for bhik so you have already made judgments you have already thought that you are the one who is a doer i am giving him 10 rupees he is a bhikari he should not be given because he is such a hatta katta he is capable of working now you keep on uh, you know adding karmas after karmas after karmas after karmas and i'm sorry your book is already full already so many chapters have you written down in the karmic book that is the reason why never consider yourself as a giver the self has told you so why not do it finish it off don't bother about it go to the next go to the next go to the next don't bother about it that is what okay so now we will start uh, now uh, mega had asked a number of questions okay there were certain questions which uh, we will be doing in the course of our satsang but for mega's understanding i will just give an answer about what exactly is intellect is it a part of mind or how it is intellect is another body okay nyanamay kosh you know the body which talks about knowledge it is full of knowledge 
Knowledge is not the mind. Mind is another vessel, another body. Okay? Intellect will tell you what is the correct answer. This or that. Suppose there is an orange. When you eat the orange, the intellect will tell you it is an orange. Okay? It is sour and sweet. Sweet and sour. Both the tastes are there. Now, the mind says, it is now started making judgments. I think it is more sour than sweet. This doesn't seem like an orange. It seems more like a lemon. Okay? So, yes. Intellect will help you discriminate also. So, intellectual body and intellect by itself is a separate place. It is like a database of knowledge. It's a huge knowledge library of knowledge. Mind is a place where the whole library can be brought. You see, you go and sit in a place in a library and you pick up one book from there and you open it so and study it. Correct? So that is a place. That place would be called a mind. Where you sit and open the book which is relevant to you. Got it? That is what is the intellect. So, now, rest of the questions, I will answer them later on. We will start. We are doing chapter 17, a narration about Brahmanyana concluded. My obeisance to Sri Ganesh, to Sri Saraswati, to Sri Guru Maharaj, to the family deity, to Sita Ramachandra, my most humble obeisance, I bow in reverence to the most venerable Guru, Sri Sainath. It has been promised in the last chapter that in this chapter will follow a narration of the characteristics of the Shreya and the Preya. So now listen to it carefully. Just as light and darkness appears in their properties to be mutually connected closely and yet are together different from each other, so are Shreya and Preya. Now Shreya has been mentioned over here as pursuit of the spiritual and prayer is pursuit of the material. So, S, S, P, M. You can just think like that, you know. Shreya, spiritual. Preya, material. Okay. Let us think like that. So, what he says is, just as light and darkness appears in their properties to be mutually connected closely and yet are altogether different from each other, so are Shreya and Preya. So, spiritual knowledge and material knowledge, though they seem to be connected, seem to be connected, actually there is a difference. So, we are going to find out how this whole thing works. He whose mind runs after prayer, that is the material one, is doomed to a fall by his own selfishness. Selfishness is because of greed and all that. I want this, I want this, I want this. So, the person who runs after material things will always meet his doom because if he doesn't get, he is going to get angry. If he gets, he is going to get pleased. Both the things are going to happen. Is it not going to do a ping pong of his mind? When he is pleased, he is happy. When he is not getting it, he is very sad. So, happy, sad, happy, sad. One of the two is going to be there. So, prayer is that thing which is going to lead him towards this. So, Shreya is discriminating. Prayer is indiscriminating. Discrimination. The term discrimination in our spiritual world means knowing the real from the unreal. So, no, always remember this line, knowing the real from the unreal. The real is equal to God, 
unreal is equal to this material world. This is all that you need to remember. Don't go to dictionary meaning of indiscrimination and all that. <laughs> that will take you to you know apartheid and all those things. We are not going in that direction. Okay. He whose mind run after prayer is doomed by a fall in his old selfishness. Shreya is discriminating. Prayer is indiscriminating. The object of Shreya is pure knowledge. That knowledge. Remember yesterday we were discussing Vidnana. Divine knowledge. Divine knowledge. Hmm? Shreya will lead you to divine knowledge. And prayer is pure ignorance. It is going to tell you. Prayer will tell you in the material world. Prayer tells you very very beautiful stuff by the way. Because prayer is always modified by Maya. Maya will tell you all sorts of things. Maya will tell you, you know, you are so good looking, you need to put so much makeup, you need to dress up nicely, you need to be looking good, okay. And Shreya will tell you, you want to do all those things, you please do it for Krishna, don't do it for anyone, <laughs> anyone else. So, this is how it is. It is discriminating knowledge, it, it, it is it is going to lead you towards God and the other one is going to lead you towards the material. In the material world, how does this knowledge work? Suppose you are, you know, you have worn nice makeup, nice clothes and gone out to the wedding wearing all sorts of nice saris and all that. There is someone in the wedding who is going to say, Hey, tumara blouse matching nahi hai. Okay. And you have taken a lot of pains in trying to get a match of that. Okay? You have gone to 100 shops and you have searched and searched and searched and searched for that same color blouse. And here this person is saying, Tumne ka blouse dala hai. <laughs> You know how difficult it is and you are going to get so irritated by it. The same thing which you are expecting a praise has now turned into a big bad idea. Oh, yeah, blouse is not good. Okay. And then immediately the thought will come to you. You know, <laughs> our thought machine starts growing and it keeps on telling us a lot of bullshit. What she is wearing, do you know? She herself doesn't know how to dress and she is coming and telling me what am I dressed like this for? How many thoughts? This is what prayer does. Preya. Preya is not prayer. Preya. Preya will always tell you like this. And Shreya will tell you can you wear simple clothes and do it? Wear simple clothes. Look elegant. That's it. You don't have to do anything else. Okay, this is the simplest part of the world. In Krishna's world, you may just wear a white sari, it does not matter. You may just wear a white kurta or you may wear simple garments which are not tight or anything like that, just good enough. They are good enough. You are not going there to do a fashion show. So this is what is Shreya. See, understand it is a very subtle difference. And if, uh, if uh, Mega, if you don't understand, you can just write the question if you want, okay? Hmm. So long as there is hankering, okay, we, I think we missed. The object of Shreya is pure knowledge of the prayer, it is pure ignorance. The wise never tempted to buy prayer, the ignorant do not look at Shreya. 
so long as there is hankering after gold and lust senses are attached to sensual pleasures and discriminating knowledge and renunciation have not been attained till then there is fondness for preya see in our material world we will keep on thinking if i have so many tolas of gold can i buy some more gold some more gold some more gold and after that lust lust is like a never ending story senses are attached all the senses are attached to the material world the mixing of shreya and preya is like mixing milk with water and from the mixture as the swans of the manas lake will only drink the pure milk separating it from water the people who drink pure milk are called paramhansas what they do is they in their mouth there is an acid that acid when it goes in this milk it curdles the milk curdles hansa hans swans you know swans so when it curdles the milk only the solid portion is there it will gulp the solid portion the water will remain this is the favorite way in which hamsas do paramhamsa that is the man who knows man or a woman who knows exactly how to separate knows exactly the real thing which is discrimination correct a person who knows the real from the unreal the real is that thing which is the milk solid milk and the liquid like that liquid water so also with those with firm resolution high intelligence or discriminating knowledge and good fortune be attached to shreya and always averse to priya but just consider those dull-witted people in the interest of the material well-being they seek sensual pleasure animal sons wealth fame honor and thus attain only to priya those who are after all these material things they are basically looking for mundane knowledge or absolutely crass knowledge they what they are going to lead up to is material life what are they after they are dull-witted dull-witted means they are basically ignorant people they do not understand so they are seeking sensual pleasures animals you know dogs and all that sons daughters wealth money fame shaurat naam you know all that honor honor means how many awards padma shri se leke sab kuch chahiye usko theek hai and thus they are only interested in priya whether it is shreya or preya even when both are comprehended for what they are man with an independent mind has to choose for himself between the two this is a very very crucial line the choice is in your hands those who have understood spiritual even one percent spiritual if you have understood the choice will always be with you what is it that will take me towards god and what is it that will not take me towards god what is it that will take me towards the mundane world and what is it that will take me towards god this knowledge you have if you have this knowledge decision making is in your hands this is how agami karma happens if you take a wrong decision the way you are not supposed to do that is what will lead you to that futuristic but when faced with both it is difficult to choose and as the sense object tends to triumph over dull wit it is prayer that embraces him firmly it's a very very what is a, a situation where difficult to choose can i do this or should i do that you know many a times we are faced with the situation 
कि वी हैव टू गो टू सम गवर्नमेंट ऑफिस एंड वी हैव टू ब्राइब दैट पर्सन विदाउट ब्राइबिंग दैट पर्सन इज नॉट गोइंग टू डू योर वर्क श्रेया इज टेलिंग यू सी ब्राइबिंग इज नॉट करेक्ट श्रेया इज टेलिंग यू सी इफ यू डोंट ब्राइब यू आर नॉट गोइंग टू गेट योर वर्क डन सो प्लीज ब्राइब इन Finally, what does a normal person, human being, succumb to? He bribes that person. Now, one who is on the path of spiritual, still not reach on the path of spiritual. In his world, something funny happens. He is given the choice: Do you want to bribe or you don't want to bribe? He says, "I don't want to bribe because it is written in the shastras you are not supposed to do anything wrong." And he takes a panga with that fellow. And that fellow says, "A काम करना दो महीने के बाद आओ." You need the paper just now, and the person is telling you come after two months. Then immediate thought is, "See, I went on the right path, and that is the reason why I am suffering. God always makes me suffer." This is exactly the answer which a person gives. The person says. I have need the paper just now tomorrow itself and here this man is telling me because I am following the right right path he is going to give me after 2 months and you go after 2 months he tells you you know officer is on leave you come next week you go next week and the officer says you know I have a lot of work to do can you come the next month and for one whole year you are just going coming going coming going coming and then you get fed up and you say you know what is this god you told me not to give bribe and here for one whole year i am suffering your spiritual knowledge has not fructified okay the still the cake is in the oven cake is still in the oven you have not even put on the oven aur tum cake khane ki baat kar rahe ho Don't make judgments on God. Don't ever make judgments on what He is doing or what He is not doing. Okay. First, you cook the whole thing. Let it rise correctly. Let there be no moisture left in it. Remove it out exactly at the right moment and the right time. Then cut it. Then the cake is done. But here you have not done it. You have just uh, you know put all the ingredients in the oven and you are saying, see, I did it. एक बरस हमको चक्कर लगाना पड़ा आई होप यू अंडरस्टैंड वॉट आई एम टॉकिंग डोंट मेक जजमेंट ऑन गॉड बिकॉज फर्स्ट एंड फॉरमोस्ट यू हैव वन पैसा वट नॉट नॉलेज वन पैसा वर्थ ऑफ स्पिरिचुअल नॉलेज एंड यू आर गोइंग टू मेक जजमेंट ऑन हंड्रेड बक्स और थाउजेंड बक्स यू कैन डू दैट यू डोंट मेक जजमेंट लाइक दैट द थिंग हैज बीन गिवेन सो दैट यू फॉलो दिस थिंग नाउ third part part number 3 first part you understood second first part is the person gives the bribe second part the person doesn't want to give the bribe he keeps on let cow you know for one whole year third person a person who has understood the spiritual he says it does not matter even if i have to come here 100 times god wants me to come that's why i am coming maybe i should have to like that fellow's face maybe his daughter will be given to my son in marriage who knows tomorrow his daughter comes in my house as my you know daughter in law what happens i get the paper as well as the property what see so the person believes that god is always kind to me all right this is the third kind 
where the person is spiritually risen very high. Risen high. He doesn't blame God. On the contrary, he looks at it and he says, Oh, that is all right. Maybe God wants me to come here four or five times. Maybe there is some reason. And if God wants me to come, so what is the big deal? So acceptance has come. Now I will you, tell you the last one, which is called where the divine is concerned. Where the divine is concerned, the same situation, let us say, the person is sitting over there and the paper is required. When the divine walks in over there, the person will say, why have you taken so much pains of coming over here? I will have the paper delivered to your office. It is completely reversed out. Did you understand? There is nothing there. The divine doesn't even have put pressure or give money or do anything. It happens on its own. No motivation there. Do you see that? There is no motivation. The divine has not told him, I am the great superman of this world. He has not come and told him that. Nothing like that. The person walks over to that person and says, Sir, here are your papers. This is what happens to the divine. Okay? Things just happen. Why is this differentiation between all these things? You only think about it. I told you the second one has got one paisa knowledge. Spiritual. The first one has zero paisa. Or maybe he has too many paisas over there. Which are all khota sikka. Okay. Duplicate money. Bitcoins. You can't buy anything with bitcoins. So okay. <laughs> he has got khota sikka. This person, the second type has got one paisa. The third one has got 50 or maybe 70 or 80 or 90 paisa. And the fourth one, what do you think the fourth one is? He is a fakir. He has no money. The fakir doesn't own anything. Yet he owns the whole world. This is something that you got to understand. Baba had no ownership of anything, yet he owned the whole world because the whole world is him alone, isn't it? So this is what it means. So, now you understand this Shreya and Preya. The highest achievement of human life, however, lies in pushing Preya aside and welcoming Shreya, like a swan that separates the milk from the water. Although Preya and Shreya are both within the power of a man, a dull-witted, indiscriminating man is powerless to discriminate between the two. First of all, it must be definitely understood in what one Shreya lies. Only then can one devise means of completely overcoming the obstacles in the way of achievements. It is here that man is confronted with the necessity of a powerful, determined human effort. Therefore, making a firm resolve in the mind, one must carry on the struggle for achievements of the Shreya. Inconceivable are the turnings of the wheel of worldly life. It rotates ceaselessly, day and night, bringing upon man the intense suffering of the threefold afflictions, which cannot be averted. He is harassed while undergoing such excessive sufferings and begins to look around for easy, comfortable means of overcoming them. Unbearable as this rotation of the wheel of worldly life becomes, he begins to look for answers to questions such as, how can this rotating wheel be arrested? 
Is there any means to bring this about? Just as a small understanding, I will tell you. There was a person. This person was trying to get some contracts. So the person in the initial stages gave all wrong information. The contract didn't come. Second time, the person gave the contract. So in the contract, the person had written completely the details. Okay. So the person over there said, "Can you give me a bribe? I will pass your contract, annual contract." So the person said, "Okay. What is the kind of bribe that you require?" So that was a very nasty type of a bribe. It so happened that. there was somebody in the middle the middle man said see if you don't give that person is not going to sign a contract by the way this is a true story the person is not going to sign a contract so you give that person some money now this person is giving prayer p r e y prayer material knowledge give some money maybe your contract will go through now again there is another thing happened the person came to me and said guruji this particular contract is there you see i feel that money should not be given so i said whatever you wish don't give or want to give you give is your choice decision is yours whether you want to come on the god side or you don't want to come on the god side so the person went and said i am sorry i cannot pay you okay that person was very angry got very angry and said if you cannot pay me i am going to do this 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 things to you so again the person came to me and said you know now if i don't pay that person this is what is going to happen to me all my earlier money is going to get stuck up my previous previous years contract that money which is lying over there will not be released what do i do i said don't worry do you have faith the person said yes i have full faith i said do you have surrender yes i said then go home don't worry so person is asking me what is going to happen i said how am i to know what is going to happen just see you know god is very kind you know something will happen which will not give you any problems that was a weekend and a new month was starting go the person went to that place on monday and a strange thing had happened the person who was asking for money was transferred to the head office which is about a 1000 kilometers away the new general manager who had come over there looked at the contract and said oh you have quoted such a nice rate i want to give you can you start from today now think about it do you think this is a miracle or this has happened because of faith i believe that this is faith please understand it is faith you have believed in something which is called shreya which is the divine knowledge you have left everything at the feet of the lord and said lord you take care of me why bother 
So this is where Shreya will work. Now this was a true situation which I gave you. That is how it worked. If by one's good fortune such thoughts arise in the mind, it is the beginning of a human endeavor to achieve the highest good in this life. And then for his own personal benefit, such a man will pursue the proper means of his own goal. This ignorance of Maya, which has no beginning, is as deceptive and futile as the illusion of silver in the oyster shell or for water in a mirage. This great impediment of false erroneous ascription must be removed. It rains hailstones of gold, but only in a dream, and one may collect them aplenty with great effort, so that they will be useful when needed. But as one wakes up, everything is gone. Maya's creation is like this, like a dream. You will see all gold and beautiful stuff, but when you wake up to reality, everything is gone. To desire sensual pleasures. Already enjoyed or otherwise, to hope to long for them or to wish for them, there is always the impediment. Therefore, eradicate them first. Desire, you know, we have hundreds of desire. I want this. I want this. I want this. I want this. You have to remove all these kind of desires. Then the pleasures that are supposed to be got from our senses will not happen. That which cannot be seen, even in the bright light of the sun. Some three people who actually come for the TV. Okay, they can come. They can come and they can sit over here. I'll just pause this for a minute. Okay, it rains hailstones of gold, but only in the dream. And one may collect them a plenty with great effort, so that they will be useful when needed. But as one wakes up, everything is gone. So Maya's creation is exactly like this. Maya says. Maya says that everything that is there is like an ephemeral dream. You know what happens is in a dream we may see that you know there is gold, there is beautiful things to eat, and so on and so forth. But the, the moment you open your eyes, what happens? There is nothing over there. So everything is like a dream, and when you open your eyes, nothing exists. Now this is Maya. This is the creation in this material world. Vishnu's dream is exactly like that. Vishnu's dream is. Like this Maya, what does Vishnu do when he is sleeping? See, I don't want to complicate it for those who don't understand. When he is sleeping, he is dreaming, and when he is dreaming, what happens? His world is getting created, and this whole world is nothing but what we call as a dream of Vishnu, isn't it? In Vishnu's dream, everything ceases after some time. So when he opens his eyes, there is nothing over there, and because there is nothing over there, what happens? You have to go for the second round. So then he has to go to sleep again. What happens when he wakes up is the part which is understood by the third entity, as we call as Shiva. Shiva's domain starts from there. So Shiva's domain will end. Whatever that is required, and then the next one starts, which is Brahma Ji's domain. Then so on and so forth. So like that, Maya's creation is all three gods are Maya's creation. By the way, Brahma, Vishnu, and Mahesh are all gods who are going to die. Brahma's birth is, if you remember, Brahma's birth and his death. That is why there are how many Brahmas? There are millions and millions of Brahma Jis. 
I know this is again for those who have not understood. Let me tell you one thing. Uh, some small story about Krishna. So what happened was when Brahma Ji was one day called by Krishna. If you recollect the story in Vrindavan, he had kidnapped all those children from Vrindavan. Yes. Okay. To challenge Krishna. To challenge Krishna, Brahma Ji has kidnapped all the children and the cows for one minute of Brahma. Brahma's one minute is equal to one year, human year, three hundred and sixty-five days. During those three hundred and sixty-five days, Krishna creates his own energies, same children and same cows, and they go to their houses and then they are dwelling in the houses for one year. And nobody knows. And nobody knows about the truth that these children are Krishna, and these cows are Krishna. Nobody knows this. Now, when Brahma Ji returns after his one minute, which is equal to three sixty-five days in the year, he finds that all the children are there. Then he says, "What is this that I am having? These are my children, which I have kidnapped, and these are the ones who are over there." So Brahma Ji says, "This is very funny," and he returns them back, and this ephemeral thing, this non-existent thing, disappears. So he goes to Brahma Ji, goes to Krishna, and says, "How is it possible? I mean, I have this question." So Krishna at that point in time says, "Why do you think it is not possible?" So he says, he says to Narad Muni, "Go call Brahma Ji." So Brahma Ji is standing in front of him, and yet Krishna is saying, "Go call Brahma Ji." How is it possible? So Brahma Ji looks at Vishnu and Krishna and says, "I am here, and why are you calling Brahma Ji? Go call Brahma Ji. I am very much over here." and suddenly a lot of people start coming in some have two heads some have three heads some have four heads some have thousand heads like that various kinds of brahma jis appear over there and all bow down to krishna and then they ask krishna what is your command and brahma ji this brahma ji is looking at all this other brahma jis over there and says oh my god there are so many other brahma jis i didn't know about that so after Krishna says, "No, no. I just wanted to say hello to you. That's why I called you. Now you all can go." And they thank him and they go. And this Brahma ji is left over there, and he asks Krishna, "What is this that you have done? I didn't understand." So he says, "Brahma is not one. I have so many other creations, and everybody is a creator over there called Brahma. So there are multiple Brahmas. Every Brahma's life is equal to." Now remember, three sixty-five earthly days is equal to one day of Brahma. One day of Brahma, which is equal to say hundred years of Brahma Ji. Now you can calculate in the earthly thing, hundred Brahma Ji's ages put together. That is also another age to the power of n. That is another <laughs> age of Vishnu and for Shiva also. So all three gods have to keep on. recycling so that is the reason why they are all full of maya there is no truth there because everybody is just a domain head everybody rules a domain so brahma ji is only a domain head he is not at all somebody whom we can think in terms of okay this is a person who is a creator so i need to bow down to him same way vishnu same way is shiva Now Shiva in that particular avatar is called Rudra, not Shiva or Mahesh as we want to call it. 
for uh, Megha's understanding, let me put it this way. There is a Vishnu, there is a Mahavishnu, there is a Narayan, there is a Krishna, <laughs> there is a Supreme Divine Consciousness. So there are multiple layers upon layers upon layers upon layers. So, but this is not the time when I can take all that. So we will just focus on Maya and what is it that happens. To desire sensual pleasures already enjoyed or otherwise to hope to long to long for them or to wish for them is always the impediment. Therefore, eradicate them first. That which cannot be seen even in the bright light of the sun, where the intellect cannot penetrate and therefore turns black, where Vedas and Shrutis cannot even gain a foothold, it is that which the Guru points out with his own hand. So, Guru is the one who points out. He is like a policeman. You ask him which side is Alsur, he will say, okay, go on this side. So, he just points out. He is not a person who is going to bring you to Alsur. He is just pointing towards that. That can be pointed only by the Guru. He is the one who removes the darkness. Correct? Darkness of ignorance. Lust and anger are both affections of the mind which impede the attainment of knowledge and interrupt listening, reflection and samadhi in a trice. Lust and anger. If you get angry, then you will have no knowledge. So that is the reason why lust and anger are both affections of the mind. Remember, when we started, we were talking of mind is a vessel. Mind is a vessel. Intelligence is again another vessel, but it contains knowledge which is in the form of intellectual knowledge. Alright? Mind is a vessel where everything can be poured. Mind. What can be poured? Let us say for example, you have to put rice in it, you have to put dal in it, you have to put water in it, salt and whatever other things and you can make a khichdi out of it. That taste that comes out of that khichdi after it is getting cooked, that is happening in the mind. The mind is a vessel where all these things are getting cooked. So the taste is what we enjoy by sensual pleasures, isn't it? So, it is, it is, is it possible that camphor and flame will ever push each other aside when they come into contact? No sooner than the twain meet, the camphor becomes one with the flame. He who constantly rolls in sinful deeds which are prohibited by the Shrutis and Smritis and know not the right deed from the wrong, what good will be will he achieve though he may be a Jnani? Remember, a Jnani is a person who has Jnana. Mundane knowledge, little bit of spiritual knowledge. Little bit of spiritual knowledge, just now only see that he is equal to one paisa of knowledge. One paisa of knowledge is the people in the in the temples who keep on singing, you know, okay, archana karo, oh, archana karo, do this, do that, do that, do that. They are pushing you to hell. You don't even know about it. They have absolutely no knowledge. They don't know what God is all about. It is like every temple, every priest, every place in this world where there are priests. The priests are basically, the, like we have all the government servants, they are basically servants over there who are doing their job. Just because somebody knows some Shastra or something like that doesn't mean that he is knowledgeable. We know that even a CD or a cassette recorder or something, it has got the same knowledge. Like today nowadays you can go to any temple and you will hear the you know all the prayers in a CD. The CD also has knowledge, isn't it? Does it mean that the CD is greater than anything? No. So a Jnani can have, but he can keep on saying the knowledge just like a CD, isn't it? 
Does it mean that he has knowledge? No, he has no knowledge. You can read hundreds of books, you can expound on them, yet no knowledge will be there. That is the reason why a person who is a jnani is empty. Similarly, he who is never at peace, whose heart is restless, whose mind is agitated by the fickleness of the sense organs, such a one can never be perfect in knowledge. He who has contented heart, who is true righteous Guru Putra and whose self-absorption is firm and steady, he alone is endowed with knowledge. Knowledge can be, see knowledge we were talking about in terms of books, one. And the second one that we spoke about is Guru. So knowledge is in the books expounded by the Guru. Those who are a part of a domain, which is Guru's domain, they are called Guru Putra and once you are accepted in that domain. Otherwise, knowledge doesn't exist. So, this is what it means. He who has contented heart. Contented means completely satisfied. There is nothing like I want to get married, I want to have children, I want to own cars, I want to have bangla body and all that. It is not use. No use. This is non-contentment. This is complete greed. So, somebody who has contentment I am not interested. This is enough. What I have is enough. That person who is a true righteous Guru Putra and whose self-absorption is firm. Self-absorption is firm. That means, what does the meaning of the word self-absorption? Completely contented with his self. You see, again, there are no demands. There is no such thing as I want this, I want that. Many a times you will find that even knowledge is not given by the Guru to that person the way he thinks. We have the very famous case of Turiyananda, I'm sure you know about it, and Adbhutananda. Ramakrishna Paramahansa never even looked at Adbhutananda, Maharaj, Latu Maharaj. Latu Maharaj was only fourth standard pass. But he used to get water pot, he would carry the water pot, you know, a tumbrella as we call it, and go with him to the toilet in the, in the jungles. And he would say, okay, get me water, get me this, get me that, and he would do just that. This person was a realized saint. Adbhutananda was a realized saint. He is the one who lifted Shardama in his own hands and took her inside when she was literally at her last stages. He nursed her for nearly 3-4 months, feeding her by hand. He didn't have even 1 rupee in his pocket. Now such a kind of a saint doesn't need letters, doesn't need anything like Jnana. He is full of Jnana otherwise also. Because being realized, he gets jnana from the Guru directly. He doesn't need anything from for his material world. So without pursuing worldly life on the path of salvation, if one has to reach one's eternal abode, one must become the master of the chariot of the physical body, which can he achieve? What can he achieve who is merely clever in speech? Clever in speech are jnanis. They keep on talking, talking, talking and they will come and they will argue with you for no rhyme or reason. Do you know the Shastras? You remember the case when I had gone to the Indian Institute of Management and I was asked questions after questions and I had to tell him, I am sorry sir, I don't understand a word of what you speak. He is a jnani. He recites the Shastras. He talks every single day to God, supposedly in the morning to evening to night. 
a very highly educated and a decorated person but no humility humility is when somebody is asking you some question about god humility is can you come down to that level to understand to make that person understand you see if you know god in a particular way i should be able to talk to you in your language isn't it but if i keep on saying oh like that oh, you think you understand anything you go to the temple over here that fellow is saying all the he ask you which gotra which this which that all those things and you only know you are by hearted na huh? which gotra you are from and which all, all those things you are by hearted and when you go and he say okay 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 and then you go you put your hand on this and then you will touch that thing and then hey you really believe there is god in that there is no god in all those things okay because 99.9% of the people don't believe in that kind of a god they have just gone over there for getting something so there is no god there so physical body first overcoming the physical body that is the chariot chariot remember we have done the mahabharat in the mahabharat we said the divine consciousness which is inside of us the paramatma dwelling in us the body five senses pandavas so on and so forth we have done the whole concept so now let us go ahead what can he achieve who is merely clever in speech here there is no place for mere eloquence study is his essence let your body be the chariot in which you can sit calm and steady so sthirata peace quiet in one place just to be there then guide the charioteer so as to overcome the various traditional ways of enjoying sensual pleasure which are difficult to conquer and let the reins of your mind control the wild wilful horse of the 10 sense organs 10 sense organs are five senses this 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 and all that and 10 organs of action five organs of action how two hands two legs so on and so forth you must have known so these are called organs so the charioteer charioteer is who who is charioteer sarathi sarathi is krishna so the body is run by krishna body is run by krishna correct and we have five pandavas eyes ears nose smelling and skin five so this is five pandavas is run by the charioteer called krishna krishna is the divine consciousness or what we call a soul or atma or whatever you want to call it hmm though the horses will tend to run amok the reins will keep them in place entrust the reins in the hands of the charioteer and sit back relaxed only if the charioteer is skilled and efficient will the horses move vigorously and properly but if the charioteer intellect himself is under the control of the reins of the mind then the horses become feeble and powerless only he will attain salvation whose discriminating intellect with a complete control over the mind and a total concentration of the self is at the helm all the others get exhausted on the way he whose mind is always uncontrolled will never experience contentment remember those whose mind is not controlled what is the problem that they have they are always going to run after things i want this i want that i want that i want that and i want that so no contentment always keeping on running after something or the other so 
will not reach the state that you will not escape the cycle of worldly life. Worldly life, number of cycles. One death, after that another life, then another death, then another life, then another death. Keeps on. We just did in this book it is 84 lakh lives. And 84 lakh lives not of human beings. Maybe a few of human beings. Rest of everything from Kida, Makoda, you know, all those cockroaches, bird, birds, these, that, trees. Of course, you can be, become anything in this world. That will never lead you to God. It is only supposed to release you from the karma. Okay. And the highest, most excellent state appears, all in its own, resolving any doubts or questions in the mind as to where it really is to be found. Hear logic, reiteration to classify, hear, clarify, hear say, statements of assertions and discussions. I will do for another 2-3 minutes for Santil and after that uh, you can go because I think you will have to rush. Isn't it? I huh? will do till here. Okay. Here logic reiteration of clarif to clarify, hearsay statements of assertions and discussions will not help. Difficulties are removed only by God's grace. Debates and disputations are all in vain. All the ingenuity of logical reasoning is of no avail here. The most knowledgeable of the logicians are nonplussed and confounded. Simply, simple unquestioning faith alone succeeds. Such is the marvel. Faith is all that you require. Faith is all that you require. All this thing that you are hearing is all Greek and Latin just now. Correct or no? Did you understand anything? Nothing. Why? It is not required for you to understand. The most important thing in our world is faith. If you have faith in God, that is all you require. You don't require this classical knowledge. All this knowledge is called classical knowledge. You don't require any of this kind of knowledge. Your faith has to be utter. Okay? So I am going to stop over here.